0: Back to another episode of Recovery Daily podcast. I'm your host Rachel Miller. I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic and stroke survivor. Today, I want to talk about my neuropsychiatric evaluation. I just wanted to let you know how it went. Um, I just forewarning: after I have a doctor's appointment. Just from the driving there and the activities in the appointment and then driving home, um, my brain is like totally tired and I have a hard time articulating a lot of what I want to say. So it might not be apparent to you, um, but it's really challenging for me to do my podcast Um the nights that I have a doctor's appointment, so just a forewarning. Um, not that I need to warn you; I'm the one who's suffering here. <laughs> um, but it's good. I want to make sure that I communicate how it went. And so, I showed up and I sat down with the uh, the head doctor, and we started out by talking about my stroke and my History with, um, like all the doctor's appointments, how it went, my symptoms post stroke, what challenges I may have had cognitively before my stroke. Which I told him I really didn't have any, Um, there was nothing that stood out that I really had a problem with. I was your run of the mill kind of student. Um, I was a hard worker, you know, I was marketing director. And so I did well for myself. Um, I felt like I was good at stuff, you know, I mean, I said that I wasn't really challenged with anything before my stroke. Uh, So we talked about what recovery has looked like for me, um, going on short term disability, and then wanting to get back to work and then um, having my symptoms and my health decline over the past year since January. And we talked a lot about uh, my vision issues, uh, not because he particularly has interest or can do anything or diagnosis about my vision issues, just... Uh, So he's aware because a lot of what I had to do today had to do with vision. And that's kind of why I'm like really tired. Um, So I had to stop (laughs) what we were talking about. Like, I don't know, maybe we were talking for maybe five minutes. And I was like, can I just interrupt? And can we put the shades down in the room and dim the light like I didn't ask to dim the lights I asked to put the shades down because he was sitting in front of this big gigantic window and that is like one of my worst uh, environments I can sit in is to have somebody sitting in front of a window so um so of course he was fine with that he put all the shades down and then he he went as far as to like dim the lights a little bit so that was much better and I was able to to listen to what he was saying. I was so fixated on how disturbing the visuals were while he was talking. And there was a window behind him that I wasn't even listening to him. So so he was nice enough to take care of that. So, um, so we continued to talk a little bit about baseline kind of stuff. Um, and then we started out by doing some testing. So uh, I started out with him and I sat with him for maybe a half hour. And then I sat with another um, psychiatrist person for um, for two hours and did testing. So with him, um, some of the testing was, if you're interested, we uh, he would repeat some numbers to me or he would say numbers to me, and I repeated them back to him. And then he would say, so we would start with just a couple numbers, and then the list of numbers got longer and longer, and I would have to repeat them back. Um, and they really push you to your limit, um, So it got, it's like they don't stop until you can't do it anymore. That's what it seems like. So, um, and then after that, he would say the numbers, and then I had to say them backwards. And, okay, and then um, we did some math. So I was a math major in college, so I'm supposed to do math really well, I think. Um, I don't know. I was an alcoholic in college, too, so mix the two together, and I'm just kind of average at math, probably. Um, That's just my own own opinion. (laughs) So I did some math. I did fine with the math. It seems like my stroke did not um, make my math, didn't impact my math skills at all. So I did the math. Uh, It seemed, I guess, fine. We'll see from the results, but I felt fine with it. Um, And then I had to do things like Draw shapes on a piece of paper. So, look at a shape and then draw the same shape on my own piece of paper. And um, there were different shapes that were drawn in this book, and I had to match them uh, from one, like look at a bunch of shapes and then later say which shape was one of the shapes that I saw, kind of thing. And uh, one of the popular ones that they seem to be I've done this so many times since my stroke but you draw a face of a clock and then they ask you to draw a certain time like 10 after 11 and you have to draw that on there so a lot of people when they have a stroke apparently um are challenged to draw the face of the clock and I remember having to do that when I first got to ICU after my clock 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 my clot buster and um and I remember it being kind of challenging to write the numbers down on the clock but I was fine like I could draw the circle and stuff and I remember when I was in ICU they said some people don't draw the left hand side like the whole left side of the clock or something like that so it says a lot when they have you do this test but Um, I've always been able to do that since my stroke. Uh, One of the things that he did with me was I read a sentence, and then he told me another sentence, and then we worked on a separate activity, and then um, I had to tell him what the sentences were that I read and that he told me. So the first sentence that I read, um, I don't know what the exact sentence was, but I just remember there was a man and a brown dog. Um, so then the sentence he told me, I, I, t- I still don't remember what the sentence was. Um, so that's one of those things that um, I'm challenged with. So it seems like the things that I'm challenged with were identified like it happened when I was in the testing so that's positive that they covered the issues that I'm having um so there were a few that was one of them was um I couldn't it was like multitasking you know like I can't remember two things at once I, a normal person like I used to be able to do that but uh I just I can't do it um it seems like so um, let's see. Okay. So after that, and I may be missing stuff, but after that, he took me over next door to a female psychiatrist. I believe she said that that's what her profession uh, is, was, uh, is, but she, I think she works part-time now. We got into conversating, you know? Um, <laughs> but, uh, so when I first walked in there, I had to do some math. So I had to do like, uh, I think in 15 minutes, there were like 40, maybe 40 math questions or something. And it got all the way up to like calculus stuff that I couldn't remember from school. Um, I, the last two were the ones that I couldn't remember what it like how to do it. But anyway, I felt pretty good about those. Again, we'll see if I it was all in my head, or I actually know what I was doing. Um, But I finished all of those. So that was good. And when she came in, she just gave me this vibe that she was just kind of like, there's no beating around the bush. There's no chit chatting, like we're just getting right down to business. So I felt like, oh, this is going to be a long two hours. Um, It seemed like she had a pretty tough outer shell. That's what I was getting, um, the vibe I was getting when she first came in. But but she appeared like a lovely person, of course. It's just I was, like, kind of intimidated by her, I think. So we got right into it, and, and these are some of the things that we did. Um there was one thing and these are not in order but there was one thing we did where you know how like in middle school and you want to send a secret note to somebody and you put shapes you pair shapes with uh letters or you sh- pair numbers with letters and then you write that, write your message, and then give them the code, and then they can decode it. Well, that's what I had to do. I was decoding or something like that. Uh, or I was encoding, actually. So the only thing that was difficult, that was timed. And I know I did it really slow because it was a lot for my eyes to look all over the page. Like I'm looking at numbers and shapes and looking up at the top at the legend, you know, and then going down to the bottom and, and drawing the shape. So it was a lot of eye movement. Um, so that was a little challenging for me. Um, then there was some spelling, which she said I was a very good speller. So that was a compliment. Um, again yeah we did some math and then there was lots of shapes lots of matching shapes you have to like uh, visualize flipping shapes around and putting them together a lot of geometry type things and that doesn't seem to be a problem for me I'm not great at it Um, I was in school but I'm not particularly great at it now but it doesn't seem to be something that was necessarily affected by my stroke it's hard to tell I didn't do a lot of geometry right before my stroke so I'm not sure but um there were okay so there was this one thing that we did where she read 12 things out loud and then I had to tell her as many of the 12 things that I could remember. And then um, she did it again. And she did it six times, same 12 things. And I had to repeat back the things that I could remember. Um, six So we did that six times. So the first time I repeated back like three of them. Um, The second time I repeated back like maybe five of them. And then, so it just got more and more. And by the end, I I don't know if I got all 12 or not. I can't remember. Now. I think I was missing one. Um, I'm not sure. But it's funny because although I could not remember what the guy, the sentence that the guy told me, in the office, and I still don't remember what that sentence was that he said to me, I now, I still remember the 12 things that the lady said. And I did the tests tonight before I did the podcast. So the 12 things were blue, sparrow, England, yellow, orange, Japan, Paris, Denver, Athens, Italy, Crow, and Robin so not exactly in the in that order but all of the those were the 12 things and I wrote them down so I, I just read that I didn't just remember that offhand but um, what's interesting is I thought this was an interesting test because not only do they do you get to try like six times to do it but it wasn't until the third time that she read them that I identified that there are categories in the list of 12 things. And if I try to match the things that are in each category, then I'm more apt to remember them. So it's something that my brain just did on its own. So I realized that there were colors. So I remembered all the colors together, blue, yellow, and orange. And then I knew that there were birds, so I remembered all the birds together, sparrow, robin, and crow. And then I knew there were countries, and I knew that there were cities. So it's, it was fascinating to me that my brain was trying to find a solution for how to remember all of them. So by the third time I was able to start categorizing them, and, um, and I was remembering them better. And then after those six times, we, had, we would do another activity. And she'd go back to that list again and say, now, uh, what were all the cities in the list? You know, and I'd have to say Paris, Athens, Denver. Yeah. So, of course, I would remember them now because I repeated them so many times while I was in there. Um, today. Another test that we did was we had to define, uh, I, when I say we, I mean I, I had to define words. And I found this to be challenging um, to find the words to explain something. It was really challenging for me. Um, so, what's an example? Um, I can't think of an example right now because that would make my brain work overtime. But what I can do is go on to the next thing that they, that they asked me about, and that was to compare, oh, find the similarity between opposite words. So this was like mind-boggling to me when I was in there. So she would say something like allow and restrict. What's the similarity between allow and restrict? Well, I know that there's a similarity. I just can't think of what it, what it is. I can't figure out how to explain it. And, um, there was a bunch of those, like she kept reading these opposite words and telling me to say what, what the similarity was. And I was just like, I could not wrap my head around what the similarity was. I just, I, you know, I just kept sitting there in silence, um, So I'm still kind of mind boggled by the fact that I can't seem to reach that level of thought path, like to conceive something like that. It's just, I have a hard time even explaining it, but um, it's something that clearly I'm I'm having a hard with, a hard time with. Another thing that they did, which is felt really humiliating, and I felt stupid, but I know that the test isn't to make me feel stupid, is she named a bunch of people in history and asked me to say who they were, like what they were known for, like who they were, and I couldn't explain who they were. Like, I knew who they are, but I couldn't explain who they were. So one was Cleopatra, one was Martin Luther King, um, and then she asked me, like, who wrote Romeo and Juliet, and I was like, I mean, now, this is something that I just know without even thinking about it, and I couldn't tell her. I couldn't tell her who wrote Romeo and Juliet. So it was just, I think the whole thing was exhausting for my brain. I think it would be exhausting for anybody's brain. But um, I think it really, I hope to God that they were able to identify the things that I was feeling were wrong with me. Um, So I'm going to be waiting I think they said like the week after Christmas is when he'll have the report and it's like a 20 page report. And um, yeah, so so that's what happened. And I think it's probably not every day that people get to go have a neuropsychiatric evaluation. So there you go. That's what happened. And, um, you know, it was fun. And, and I talked to my daughter tonight and and she said, you know, that one of the positive things, you know, um, she's she's clearly the, how do they say? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. She's like, here's the good thing, Mom. The good thing is you're going to all these doctors and you're checking off a lot of stuff that's not wrong with you. And so um, she's absolutely right. That's true. And, um, and I have thought of that um, but it's something I should probably uh, focus on sometimes you know she said well you're you're focusing on from the neck up we should just keep going and go to doctors from the neck down and see if everything's functioning right all your parts so she was cute but the last thing that I did was I answered a questionnaire about when I was 11 or 12, it was like, when you were 11 or 12, and then it asked like, your temper, did you have a hard time remembering things like that kind of thing? It was just like, I don't know, 20, 20 questions, maybe, and you were just rating like strongly believe, slightly, you know, that kind of thing. So that was interesting. I, I, it feels very much like, they're doing these tests but don't have any idea what I was like, you know, growing up. I I did tell them that I was a good student and, and things like that. So we'll see. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. But I need to get a good night's sleep tonight for sure. I feel very much in the brain fog area. So I'm going to sign off, but thanks for listening, and um, I appreciate you showing up and, and wanting to be a part of the recovery journey that I'm on. So thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.